When you're pregnant, people love to tell you about how difficult life is going to be once your little one arrives. So why not gear up for the big event with a little break? They're called baby moons, and they're growing in popularity amongst pregnant couples. Today, we're learning all about why you should take them, where you should go, and what you should do. This is Preggy Pals, episode 57. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise. What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit. I've got kinkles. What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Are you looking for older episodes of Preggy Pals? Be sure to visit the episodes link on our website and check out the episode guide for links to all of our episodes. And thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined our Preggy Pals Club. Our members get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You'll also get a free subscription to Pregnancy Magazine. You can visit our website, preggypals.com, for more information. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading Downloading our free Preggy Pals apps available in the Android and iTunes marketplace. So let's get started by introducing our panelists. You guys know a little bit about me. My name is Sunny. Again, I'm the host of the show. I am pregnant with my third baby. Um, due date. This is a tough one. <laughs> um, so I had my first prenatal appointment um, a few weeks ago, and they couldn't quite tell me what my due date was. I'm just going to go with December. Baby gender, we obviously don't know yet. A number of kids. I have two little boys already, and my first baby was born vaginally. I had an epidural. My second baby was a C-section. Annie, what about you? My name is Annie, and uh, I'm a systems engineer. Uh, due date, kind of the same thing, kind of up in the air. We're, we're saying October-ish. <laughs> okay, so so I'm actually adding uh, about a week to my due date, uh, just because that way people hassle me less, <laughs> and uh, I get less phone calls at the end going, have you had the baby That's yet? really That's smart, smart, actually. Yes, I, <laughs> I had the baby, and I just didn't tell anyone. You know, right. I'm so introverted like that. Um we're we're team green. Uh, we didn't find out the gender with our second baby, uh, and we're going to do that again this time around. Well, I have to ask: Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any feelings? Yes. Uh, well, the the only thing is, uh, my midwife has what she calls the hairy leg test, and so according <laughs> to the hairy leg test, I'm having a little girl again. I have two other little girls. Oh one's about God. about to turn eight. The other one's about to turn one. Wait, so, you have to explain this. So okay, the hairy so leg test. Hairy leg test. That is when you shave in the morning. And if it's about, you know, you have to shave, you know, maybe later in the week, uh, you know, may- maybe maybe three, four days later and, and you're doing okay and you're like, hey, this pregnancy thing's pretty awesome because I don't have to shave as much, then that's a little girl. Um, if you shave in the morning and you have a five o'clock shadow on your legs by lunch <laughs> and by the evening you're a hairy beast, it's all the <laughs> testosterone that's coursing through your system from the, your baby boy. I disagree with that because <laughs> I had the opposite. I was going to say, you had a little girl. I had a girl and I definitely, definitely felt hairy beast by the end of the day. <laughs> so, yeah, the, I think it's 
I think it's the opposite. <laughs> I feel like it's the estrogen that like makes all the hair grow. Yeah, I don't well, know. well, it's we'll the prenatal see. vitamins. Probably. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just kind of a fun thing. So we'll we'll be happy either way. Although, although I do because my second uh, child is only one. I have all the girl clothes. So like yeah, I said, I have two little girls. So it's that's kind of nice but you know we'll be happy with with whatever comes out of my vagina here <laughs> in about five six months um and type of birth uh home birth is what we're planning that's awesome mm-hmm. okay stephanie tell us a little bit about yourself okay so i'm stephanie i am a stay-at-home mom and producer of preggy pals um i have a little girl savannah who is uh, about to be five months old and um, let's see. Oh, I forgot to say, I'm 30. I just turned 30. Oh, since I didn't the get last my age show. either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 35. I'm, I'm advanced maternal age, but that's oh, a whole boy. other episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we had a hospital birth, an unplanned C-section. Okay. Well, ladies, thank you for joining us today. Before we get started with today's show, we have a brand new segment here on Preggy Pals. It is called Five Minute Birth Stories, and that's exactly what it is. We're asking our listeners to call our voicemail, which is 619-866-4775, and share your birth story in five minutes or less. And if we read your birth story on one of our shows, you're going to win a free one-month subscription to the Preggy Pals Club. And we already have our first winner. It is Robin from Atlanta. Hi, my name is Robin Power. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And I was just calling to share my home birth story. So my son was born on October 29th. Our due date was November 23rd, so he was born four weeks early. That night, I woke up at about 10 p.m., and I felt a little gush, and I started to get some what felt like menstrual cramps, but they weren't starting and stopping, so I didn't think that I was actually in labor. So I just kind of ignored it, um, tried to walk it out, pacing around the house, thinking maybe I'd eaten something that'd given me stomach ache or something. Um, And then before I knew it, it was 2 a.m., and the pain was getting stronger. So I thought to myself, maybe I should wake my husband. So as I went back to our bedroom, he was already starting to get up because he'd noticed I wasn't in bed anymore. And I told him what was going on, and he was like, okay, well, we need to call our doula. So we called our doula, and it turned out that our midwife was out of town, so we had to call a backup midwife. And it was because no one had expected that I would go into labor that early. Our midwife was actually coming back into town that Monday. So we had to call a backup midwife who I'd never met. And um, but she was great. So by this time, it was like 2 a.m. And our doula arrived at 2.30 a.m. And I told her by the time that she got there, I was already starting to get the urge to push. And she was like, well, you need to hold on and wait because I can't catch the baby. I was like, okay, we'll try to break through this, which was the hardest thing ever. Um, I felt like I was going to throw up if I didn't push. Like, my body was just, everything in me was telling me to push. Um, but I sat on, all, or I went on all fours on our bed and just tried to breathe through it as much as I could. And so, like, our plans to have uh, a nice water birth in our bedroom turned into us quickly ripping the sheets off the bed and laying down the shower curtains and everything else and me laboring on our bed. Um, 
And so then at 3 a.m., the midwife arrived here, and she got a whole office stuff settled in. She start, researched quickly my my history, um, made sure everything was okay. She was a little bit nervous about me going into labor at 36 weeks. She wanted me to go to the hospital, but my midwife said it was okay for me to stay home, so so we opted to stay home. So, like, at 3.30, I asked if I could go ahead and start pushing. And with that first push, my water broke, and luckily everything was clear, everything was good. So I pushed for about an hour, and it felt like I wasn't making any progress or anything, and... Whenever I would push, the baby's heart rate would drop. So the midwife started saying that we needed to to start thinking about going to the hospital. And we didn't want to fight that. So we were like, okay, if our baby's seriously in danger, we'll, we'll go to the hospital. So my husband, he started, to, he went to go get the car ready. And the midwife stepped out to call another midwife that she worked with. And my doula was in my bedroom and she was talking to my midwife. And I remember I heard her say something along the lines of, like, something like, I don't know, I think she can, she can, I think she can stay home. I think she can do it. So when I heard her say that, I thought to myself, I think I can do this. I can push out this baby on my own. So I just bared down with everything that I had, and I started to push, seriously, push much harder than I was previously. And then everyone came back into the room, and the midwife checked me, and was like, oh, my God. Like, he's coming. So my husband quickly came back into the room, and she was like, we're not leaving, we're staying here. And within 30 minutes, my son came up, and it was pretty amazing. It was funny, because, like, after he'd come out, and we saw that he was a boy and everything, and we gave him his name. My husband was like, oh, yeah, i got to go turn the car off. So it was a pretty, it's a pretty funny story. Um, it's funny, because I kept hearing how your first labor is always a marathon, but, um, so I was preparing for a really long labor and it turned out to only be like six hours, which is pretty great. It kind of makes me nervous because they always say the next one's shorter. So we'll see. But yeah, that is my little story that I just wanted to share with you. Thank you. Awesome story, Robin. Thank you so much for submitting that. And for all of our listeners out there, your story could be next. All you have to do is call our voicemail. No one's going to pick up. It's just a voicemail. And you'll have five minutes to leave your birth story. Again, that number is 619-866-4775. You've probably heard of a honeymoon before. You may have even taken one yourself. But what about a baby moon? It may just be the perfect way to kick off your new life with your new baby. Here to tell us more about baby moons is Darcy Allen. She's the owner of Travel by Darcy, which you can find at TravelByDarcy.com. It's a boutique travel agency. Darcy lives in New Hampshire, so she is joining us on the phone. Hi, Darcy, and welcome to Preggy Pals. Hello, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, why why are baby moons so important? Well, it's like a honeymoon. A baby moon is that romantic retreat, you know, that you can take with your significant other before the baby comes. Usually people have, you know, I don't know, they're pretty opinionated about this. Either they think, I have to do this, or it's just not something, you know, that, that's really important in my pregnancy. Why would you say, what are some, some of the reasons that you think it's important for couples to take a baby moon? 
Mm-hmm. I think there's actually many reasons. My my personal top four, I think, would be uh, for relaxation. You know, pregnancy can be a really anxious time, and a baby moon encourages both of you to just slow down, relax, focus on each other, and the simple things that really matter most. Uh, it's also a really good time to bond with one another. Uh, remember all those reasons why you're a great couple and why you'll be great parents. It's also, I think, a good time to give yourself a timeout. You'll get practice with that once you have children, but for now, you give yourself a timeout. There's, it's so hectic, you know, yeah. being pregnant. You've got to create a nursery. You have to, you know, do a Google search on the best car seat and then figure out how to install it. I mean, there's all these things involved that cause added stress, and I think it's just important to take a break, give yourself a timeout. And uh, it's also, I think... Not to be too dramatic, but it's really your last hurrah, so to speak. (laughs) You know, once the baby comes, that baby rules the roost. And it's going to be even harder between diaper changes and carpools and soccer practice to carve out the time that you need with your partner. You know, I don't know if we fully recognize this until after you have a child. I mean, people tell you this, that your life is going to be busy. And, you know, I think in the back of your mind, you, you know that, but you really don't know what to expect. So unfortunately, I think it's probably the parents that already have children that recognize the importance of spending that time with your significant other and really relaxing before the baby comes. Um, let me let me reach out to the panelists here in the studio. Did you ladies take a baby moon? And uh, what was your reason for taking one, Annie? Yes, uh, we took a baby moon before our first daughter. And we went to um, it's a self-sustaining, kind of environmentally based, uh, all-organic food type of spa. Wow. Uh, that was just for... Uh, couples just for adults, no no kids allowed, which uh, was kind of nice. I didn't realize how nice that was until I had children. <laughs> um, and so it was just really quiet and just yeah. some, just me and my husband time. Uh, and we just went, I, I can't remember the name of it. It was, was it local years ago. here in California? Uh, it was in California. We were living up in Monterey at the time. Oh, okay. So it was just south of Big Sur, maybe about an hour or two so down Highway to, 1. Okay, so how far did you have to travel when when you were up in the Monterey? Oh, we just, we just drove, I want to say maybe two, three hours okay. at the most. So it, okay. it wasn't very far away from, from home. So. Okay. Uh, we we stayed pretty close. Um, we didn't want to, you know, go international travel. I know we did that <laughs> episode, yeah. I think, last month. Yeah, but but it was nice just to have that time with my husband. Now, we definitely didn't have the time uh, before my second one. So uh, my husband deployed when I was seven months pregnant with number two. And wow. then I was busy with my job and I had, you know, my other daughter. And so um, yeah. it didn't work out as well. Uh, and I, th- I don't even think it was on our brain at that point. It was just like, oh, I guess I'm going to be a parent again. And <laughs> There's so much more to think about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, is everything ready for just the birth and for the yeah. for the new baby? And it was less, um, I think it would have been harder, too, of who would have watched our elementary school daughter. Yeah. And she was in school at the time. So that, that made it harder, too. So, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stephanie, what about you? Um, we went to Vegas. <laughs> oh, I like so that. It, that's probably a little um, non-traditional for a baby moon. It seems like it's not exactly the ideal place for a pregnant woman to be. Um, which <laughs> lots kinda, of good shows to go to. Well, though. that's what yeah. we did. You yeah. know, we just went because you know my family, my mom happens to have a, a condo like right off the strip, so you know we stayed for free and we just went. You know, had some nice dinners, went to a Cirque du Soleil show, yeah, and. Um, 
you know, it was just, it's not like we hung out in the casinos or, you know, anything like that. And in fact, when <laughs> we had it a up. Walk, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, it's really funny, actually, to say that because I had a, a virgin mojito at, uh, at at dinner and I got some dirty looks. <gasps> because I didn't know. Because it looked just like a mojito. Yeah. And they're looking at me, you know, and I'm, I was about eight months pregnant at that point. And they're, yeah, they were just... This lady was eyeballing me. But anyway. <laughs> Get used to it. Everybody judging your parenting. Oh, yeah. you know? oh I know. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, that's what we did. Just uh, a few days. And it, it was nice to just get away. Yeah, I had a similar experience in Vegas. Actually, I was just there a few weeks ago. And no one can even really tell I'm pregnant yet. But it was interesting because we were at a bar. And, of course, you know, there's so limited things that you can drink. A lot of times these bars, they don't even make frozen drinks. So you can't do something like a mojito or like a pina colada or whatever. But anyways, we were we were at – it was kind of this restaurant-bar combination. And um, I got a virgin – what was it? Like a, a virgin uh, margarita, right? And so I'm drinking it, and it's not weird because, again, I'm not showing, so people don't think anything of it. But then my toddler takes a sip, and people are, like, staring at me, like, oh, my God, she's letting her son drink the margarita. And it was really funny. I was like, oh, come on. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this, because if there's ever alcohol in one of these drinks sometimes, he's not going to know. He'll be like, oh, okay. He's not going to know it's a adult drink. Anyways, um, yeah, so Vegas, nice. I like that. Okay, so Darcy, how popular are baby moons? I mean, as the owner of a boutique travel agency, do you have people contacting you saying, hey, I'm interested in doing a baby moon. What do you recommend? Or, you know, what, what are people doing? Are they, are they reaching out to you? Definitely. And I think, you know, I first started specializing in honeymoons. And so baby moons just became kind of a natural progression. I've <laughs> stayed with these couples, you know, for years. And um, hopefully we'll be doing anniversary trips and everything else. So I think baby moons really became um, the term baby moon, maybe the last seven years or so. It's now in all the the baby books and the magazines, it's becoming a popular term. Um, as far as those who take it, definitely first-time parents um, tend to do the baby moon um, versus others that have had multiple children just because it's harder, you know. But um, I think it's almost become like a honeymoon. A baby moon now is almost expected, you know, with your first-time pregnancy. Yeah. You know, I've had, um, at least I've heard of this, I've heard of people for their baby shower. Um, it's kind of similar, like, to when you're getting married, like, on your wedding registry or whatever, having people be able to donate funds to, you know, your honeymoon. And I've heard of people doing this on um, their baby registries or, or, or working with a service or something like that that allows you to apply it towards a trip or cash or something like that that you can use um, to go on a baby moon. I was like, well, that's that's kind of interesting. You know, if you if you already have other kids or something like that, people want to do something nice for you. Or um, I thought that was kind of a, a, a nice thing. Have you, have you heard of that before, Darcy? I have. It's fairly new. Um, honeymoon registries have been around for years. But now the baby moon registries, the same companies that offer honeymoon registries are now coming out with baby moon registries. But I also get contacted quite a bit from grandparents trying to think of a gift to give to their daughter or their daughter-in-law. And so they'll do gift certificates that they can use. So it doesn't necessarily have to be as complicated as doing a registry. You could just, you know, let people know that that's kind of in the plans. And, you know, gift certificates are a great way to help that couple, you know, experiencing something a little bit more than maybe they wouldn't do on their own. Sure. So if you are planning your own baby moon, 
when do you start planning this? I mean, what is the process? I mean, is it you find out you're pregnant and you need to start planning it right away? I know sometimes, uh, at least in my family, we have a tendency to wait to the last minute because we think maybe not the very last minute, but we try to get those good deals that sometimes, you know, are kind of spur of the moment stuff. Um, but I know that there's some, you know, there's a sweet spot for scheduling travel and stuff like that. So what is your advice on planning a baby moon? Well, you definitely, I wouldn't plan it as soon as you find out you're pregnant. You know, make sure you're healthy before you do anything. But um, if you're going to be flying somewhere, I generally recommend booking about a month in advance if you can. Um, It also depends on the time of year, you know, that you're going to go. Certain areas you can go super last minute. Maybe it's low season for that destination. Um, If you're having a baby, though, in January or February and you want to go to the Caribbean, it's going to be a lot harder to plan that type of a trip at the last minute just because that's the most popular time to go to those destinations. So you should think about that when trying to decide where you want to go on a baby moon. Yeah, that's a a really good point. I didn't think about that. So... When, and I'm talking about during a pregnancy, when do you usually advise people that reach out to you to go on a baby moon? We, we actually did an episode recently um, that Annie was part of. Stephanie, were you, part, you were part of our travel episode, yeah. right? Um, we just released it. It was a few episodes ago. And we talked about travel during pregnancy, and we had an OB on the show to really talk about um, what you should keep in mind when you should travel. So for our listeners out there, be sure to check out that episode because it gives you a lot of really good information. Um, but from, from your perspective, Darcy, um, what do you usually recommend? Because you don't want to go so late in your pregnancy, A, that you have trouble flying or you have trouble moving or really, you know, being able to really enjoy yourself. Because for a lot of women, that third trimester, that's a tough one. Um, But anyways, when would you recommend that pregnant women go to really be able to get the most out of a baby moon? Well, it is actually a good thing to think about because airlines actually have restrictions now on when you can fly based on how many weeks, how far along you are. Um, So that might be a determining factor for you. I I have three boys personally, and I did a baby moon with each each of my children in the first, second, and third trimester um, (laughs) between the different three. And I can definitely say for the second trimester, that's your sweet spot. You know, you're, you're kind of over the morning sickness. You can still kind of see your feet. You're feeling pretty good. You've got a little bit more energy. Uh, so that's definitely the, the time period, that three months or so in your second trimester that I would recommend, you know, planning your baby moon. Yeah, that actually, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, they talk about the second trimester being your honeymoon period as pregnancy. So it makes sense. You would go on a baby moon during your honeymoon period of your pregnancy, Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, when we come back, we'll discuss Darcy's recommendations on where you should go for your honeymoon or honeymoon. Look, uh, honeymoon is on the brain with me. Your baby moon. Uh, Plus how you could save a few extra bucks in the process. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Today we are talking about baby moons. Darcy Allen of Travel by Darcy is joining us on the phone. So, Darcy, in general terms, where should we go on our baby moons? Well, I don't think a baby moon has to be anything really complex. You know, it could be just an overnight stay at a local bed and breakfast. It could be a weekend at a spa resort. Or if you're up to it, you know, a real vacation, go somewhere, um, maybe an adults-only hotel or um 
a resort to kind of give you, again, that peace and relaxation that you're looking for. Yeah, you know, we didn't actually talk about that in the first um, segment of the show, but that's a really good point, and that is how long do you go for? So I want to bring that up with the panelists. Um, Annie, how long were you gone for your baby moon? Just three days. Three days? And that was enough? That was good for you? It was just a a long weekend. Well, at the time, my husband and I were getting our graduate's degree. Okay. Uh, So we just didn't, I think we took like a long weekend or something. Um, It might have been even like Memorial Day or something. It was pretty darn close to to my due date, but... um, yeah, but I, I went very late into my, in my third trimester. and But because we were only a couple of hours away, and I knew that, you know, first-time labor takes 24 hours, yeah. and I was likely to go to 41 weeks, which yeah. I did. Um, it wasn't, I mean, it was a little bit uncomfortable in the car. That's right. the only thing. The so mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we took that in consideration how late we uh, we took our, our baby moon okay. uh, with how far away we went and how long it was. Okay. So. And Stephanie, what about you? Um, we just stayed. We went for two nights. So, okay. Yeah. It was enough. Did you drive to Vegas? Yeah. You did drive. Yeah, we that's did. pretty – because it takes about four or five hours from San Diego yeah. to get to yeah, Vegas. Yeah. So that's – that's and kind like of a lot of driving and a couple Not a lot, of, a a lot of places to stop either. <laughs> no, there's not. Actually, they just built a really nice rest stop, FYI. Oh, okay. um, but, know. you know, you're right. You're right. And being in the car can be kind of crazy, too. Yeah. So, Darcy, you kind of mentioned this, but what about staycations? That's kind of a popular term that we're hearing more and more about. And especially, you know, we're, we record out of San Diego, and we hear a lot about staycations here because San Diego is such a big vacation spot. Um, so what do you have to say about that? Because I think sometimes moms are like, I can't go anywhere. You know, I've got all these responsibilities, and that may be perfectly true. But sometimes we forget that, hey, just getting out of the house and getting away from your daily routine to focus in on your partner just to reconnect to focus on yourself to focus on your baby from all the other distractions can accomplish exactly the same thing as going a thousand miles away definitely i mean there's no hard and fast rule that you have to spend the night or you know go for a week or what have you it really should be tailored to the couple i mean the whole thing should be about you know pick some place that's easy to get to maybe that's a day at the spa with a fantastic dinner overlooking you know the beach or the ocean something like that i mean you're trying to capture that romance and that feeling of just togetherness and you certainly don't have to go far to get something like that so are there certain places that you know of Darcy that cater to baby mooners I, I was doing some some research online for this episode and I did find a couple hotels but they were international hotels um, that really promoted themselves as a great baby mooning location have you heard of those before and what are they if you have Oh, absolutely. I think hotels and resorts have really jumped on that baby moon bandwagon, so to speak. You know, they're adding specialty packages and treatments in their spa uh, or mocktails in their bar, you know, special things to attract uh, baby moon couples to come and spend, you know, some time at their place. And many will put together special packages, maybe with a candlelit dinner for two, breakfast in bed, um, one of the resorts that I know does a decadent dessert in bed at night. So you get breakfast <laughs> in bed, you go out for a spa treatment, and you come back and they wheel in a cart full of chocolate. And it doesn't really get better than that. That sounds delightful. Right? <laughs> I want that every day. <laughs> oh, I love that. Now, the big question is, so these places exist, but how in the world do you find them? I mean, do we go through a travel agent like yourself to be able, um, you know, to, to find out where these places are, someone that has the – know-how and kind of the in um, with these facilities, these places? 
Definitely. I think it's important to work with a travel agent that plans baby moons, you know, not just someone who's heard the term and goes, oh, yeah, it's somewhere where you go when you're pregnant. You know, they have to really understand um, the needs of a mom. And I think, you know, for myself, having gone through three pregnancies and three baby moons, that really helps me to understand my clients a little bit better. Um, a good travel agent that does specialize in baby moons also has a network of hotels. So, for instance, I, I have hotels that I work with on a regular basis, um, and depending on where my clients are based out of and where they're going, I know that these hotels have the facilities and services to really offer that memorable getaway for a baby moon couple. Now, if you're a DIY travel planner, I think it's important to ask a ton of questions. You know, you want to really make sure that this is the right place for you. Just because it has baby moon, you know, splashed on the package doesn't necessarily mean that they really specialize in prenatal services, for instance, if it's a spa. So I think that's really important. And uh, what else? Play the baby card. I think that's important. <laughs> I was actually you know? going to suggest that because I do that on, a, I mean, you know, especially once I'm showing. I really do play the baby card in a lot of ways. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, can you get the door for me? Blah, 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 whatever. Um, but I was I was thinking, like, you know, sometimes they just want to be nice, too. Like, I know when I've been pregnant in the past and my husband and I have taken a trip or whatever, um, my husband will say, oh, you know, this is our first baby or, you know, we're celebrating this or whatever. And usually they'll knock off some money off, off the, you know, price tag. Definitely. It never hurts to say it and to look miserable, but sweet <laughs> at the same time, you know. So get a better seat on an airplane, get a better room with a view. Um, you know, for me, when I have a client, I always email the manager at the hotel to say, look, you know, these are my clients, they're pregnant, this is what's happening. And I always try to work with the manager to see what we can do. I mean, discounts aren't as readily offered, but value-added amenities, so little extras. Maybe it's a complimentary room upgrade, a meal credit, or a spa discount, and it never hurts to ask. Absolutely. So since we're on this money kick here, what are some smart ways to save money? Because even though the economy seems to be improving a little bit, a lot of us are still, you know, pinching pennies. You know, we want to enjoy ourselves, but at the same time, it's got to make sense for our budget. So what are some good ways to save money if we're planning a baby moon? Yeah, plan ahead if you can, especially if you're going to be flying. If you're working on a tighter budget, look local. You know, look at the, the quaint B&B in town or the next town over. Um, look at things that are a little bit closer to home. Obviously, the farther that you have to go, the more expensive it's going to get, you know, for transportation costs and thing, other things like that. So I think that's really key. And don't be afraid to work within your budget. I think a lot of moms, too, think, well, you know, I don't have a lot of money, so I'm just not going to do anything. You know, maybe then you just go and spend the day and get your toes done, you know, or do something special. I think that's really important. Okay. So what about activities? What what can we do? You know, <laughs> this is what I was thinking about when Stephanie was talking about her trip to Vegas, and she kind of touched on some stuff. Um, but sometimes we're like, man, the stuff that I would normally do on a vacation, you know, you, you may be a little bit more active. You may, um, I mean, there's a the whole drinking thing, That's but that's kind of beside the point, right? Um, but, but what are some activities that you typically recommend for clients um, to just be able to relax or reconnect and uh, be together during this time? Yeah, it's definitely not the time to try rock climbing on the largest cruise ship <laughs> in the world, you right. know, or something like that. It, it's Think about relaxing things you can do together, whether that's a scenic drive in the countryside with frequent potty breaks, um, maybe going and taking in a Broadway show. If you are going to do a city stay somewhere, plan a day at the spa, 
um, go to a new museum exhibit, relax at the beach, take a nap. I mean, now that I have kids, I would love to just take a, a break and just sleep for three days. I think that would be huge. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's just really think about R&R, good conversation, good food, and a comfortable place to sleep. Good advice. Well, thank you, Darcy, for joining us today. We appreciate all the great information you shared with us. If you want some more information about our expert, Darcy, as well as our panelists today, you can visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Darcy will share her top three recommendation baby moon vacation spots. To join our club, visit our website, which is preggypals.com. Before we wrap today's show, here are some tips for keeping your baby nursery on a budget from Cynthia Caden. Hello, Preggy Pals. I am Cynthia Caden, founder of Trick My Crib Nursery and Kids Room Designs, where I help your nursery dreams come true. I'm excited to talk to you today about money-saving tips for the baby's room, specifically about saving on the crib. One of the first steps in designing your baby's room is to know your overall budget and develop a good idea of how much you have to spend on a crib. Second, explore whether you might have the opportunity to receive a hand-me-down or borrow a crib from someone who isn't using theirs. Moms love to help other moms-to-be. As a side benefit, they get that unused crib out of their home. If you are going to purchase a new crib, shop around. Go to the big baby stores to look, feel, and experience the crib hands-on, but then go home and shop online. You will be amazed that you can find online virtually the same crib you fell in love with in the baby store for hundreds less. Convertible cribs are huge money savers. If you don't buy convertible, you should plan on buying a toddler bed in about two years and then a big bed in another two years. I think that's a huge waste of resources and it really is not necessary. The convertible cribs convert first to a toddler bed and then to a full-size bed, often with a headboard and footboard that already fits and matches the room. They are great. Be aware that you can also buy a crib mattress that converts from infant to toddler just by flipping it over. What a great money saver. I can help you find the perfect crib as part of my flat fee design service. Please like Trick My Crib on Facebook and visit my page often for decorating ideas. Thanks for listening to today's money-saving tips, and be sure to listen to Preggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips in the future. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. Next week, it's a special Father's Day episode you'll want to share with your significant other. How does pregnancy affect men, and what do these guys wish they had known prior to their babies being born? This should be a very interesting conversation. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. 
Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.